All right, guys, welcome to On the Limb with Nature's Voice Game Calls. Tonight we have Dan Hall here with me, and I also have Rusty Reed, West Virginia Bow Hunters Association president. How you doing, Rusty? Doing good this evening. Doing great. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing pretty good. So uh, we just wanted to bring you on. Uh, we we first met there at your fall rendezvous in uh, Ripley, and uh, just wanted to bring you on so you could tell everybody a little bit about what uh, West Virginia Bow Hunters Association does. Sure thing. West Virginia Bow Hunter Association. We've certainly been around for a long time. They started back in 1980. Uh, I believe I joined in 1987. So I've been around pretty much since the beginning, but I was just a member back in the day. And of course, now I worked my way up to, to president. But uh, just basically a group of bow hunters back in 1980. John Negley Jr. was the first president. And uh, bow hunting was big back then. I can remember I was in high school and, and, uh, you didn't have the internet. You didn't have cell phones. You didn't, you had to see somebody you had to go over their house and, and you would, you go over people's houses yeah. and shoot both your buddies and just a different world than what we have today where it's all online and Facebook and you can join a group just by hitting, clicking a button back then you actually interacted. Yeah. And that's how the Western boat started was archery was huge in the seventies and eighties and it started in 1980 and it, and it, uh, really was, and is a big thing. But back then it was certainly more interactive. People got out and, uh, saw each other a lot more so uh, and that's what we're trying to keep that tradition alive that's why the fall rendezvous when i saw you you guys uh it's we had an archery competition you know something new we've started three years ago and it's, it's really taking off it's uh you know bringing people together it's kind of yeah. hard to uh, archery competition from your couch you know so it's it's uh, uh something yeah. we're doing to try to get people Definitely. involved and and being around each other and then and, and fellowship and that's something that's kind of lacking our society today yeah, and you all give uh, really good prizes for that thing. I know that uh, first place was like seven hundred and fifty bucks, was it not? Yes, uh, the total prize money was five thousand dollars for the weekend in the different categories, and uh, yeah, it's a probably one of the biggest in-state competitions there is. You know, there's other groups that have competitions. Some of them you win a belt buckle out here and stuff like that, but but ours is uh, we we put cold yeah. hard cash. In. It's really catching on. It's really a nice thing. Has awesome. the has the internet age helped? you to gain members in a way it makes it easier because they can just do a couple clicks and they can join on our website which i'll throw the plug out there it's west virginia bowhunters.org west virginia spelled out uh so yeah you can join us it's 20 dollars a year for a family membership and and the reason we do family memberships is because you know we had a father and a son or members and maybe a, a daughter and we were sending three of our magazines to the same address stuff like that so we just decided to make everybody lives in the same household it's a household membership. So it's a, a $20 a year for a family membership and it works out really well. So you can just oh. click a button, join and, and remember. And then we get a quarterly magazine and a lot of other benefits being a, a member of the bow hunters. We do um, quite a bit of, quite a bit of events for our, for our members, a lot of bow shoots throughout the year. We do fundraisers. We have a big banquet in March. So we do a lot of things for your $20. You really get quite a bit. Yeah. So that, that banquet that you're talking about, that's going to be coming up uh, this year, uh, 2023, March 17th and, uh, through the 19th, correct? That's correct. It's always, uh, lately in the last 10 years or so, it's been in Flatwoods there at the days, uh, days in conference center, uh, this year, Ralph and Vicki Sorrentorello, they got a TV show on the outdoor channel called the choice 
been around for 20 some years in the outdoor television world and they're our guest speakers so it's uh we bring in big names like that people that are interesting people that can uh, relate to us bow hunters and it's a really nice evening it is a, f a fundraiser it is our biggest fundraiser of the year for the bow hunters uh we do all kinds of games and raffles and auctions and things like that but it's a good time you know, it's a dinner it's a uh, entertainment and and certainly uh people a lot of people go home with a lot of nice prizes as well yeah we was uh talking to uh jeremy jarrett there the other night and uh we was talking about the days in and how they used to have that awesome buffet that they have up there and that episode or that uh that part of the podcast got deleted out or it didn't get uploaded or something something happened there to where he lost service and we lost that piece but we were talking oh, about my. um that state record bear that they have in the lobby yeah, it's a great facility for us, and we're really, uh, we used to be at Cedar Lakes up in uh, Jackson County, and it was a 4-H camp, I guess. It was kind of, it was okay, but a much, much better home for us for what we do. We have a outdoor range that we shoot, uh, a 3D, 28 target 3D course there. We also have, we use the Mid-State Archers. They're only about a mile away. They have a big indoor range facility that we can actually have a competition on Friday evening. Uh, we'll be on the 17th this year. So we have a real good partnership between the Western Bowman Association and the Mid-State Archers. And it's such a great venue uh, up there in the middle of the state geographically. Plus there's things for the, let's say like my wife, people don't bow unnecessarily. There's a lot of things around with outlet stores and shopping and, and things that she can do uh, perhaps while she's not act actively at the bow hunter event. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So I think that, I think that we'll be joining you guys up there this year for that, for that banquet. Uh, we'll bring our booth set up up there and, you know, we'll just, uh, have everybody talk about, uh, hunting and calls and all that good stuff. So, well, we're going to take a break real quick and, uh, we'll be right back with Rusty Reed, president of the West Virginia bow hunters association. This episode of On the Limb with Nature's Voice Game Calls is brought to you by Top Down Construction, a local construction company located in Hurricane, West Virginia. A veteran-owned and operated construction company ready to tackle any project. With over 25 years of experience in the industry, they offer a wealth of knowledge from design to completion. Contact them today at 304-415-2203 and let them make your dream a reality. You can also check them out on their Facebook page or call them today at 304-415-2203. All right, guys, we're back on the limb with Nature's Voice Game Calls. We have Rusty Reed here, president of the West Virginia Bow Hunters Association. Rusty, during the break there, we were talking about some things and uh you know uh behind the scenes of the west virginia bow hunter association there's a lot of legality and different things that go on within the hunting regulations and you know just um legislation that tries to take some rights away from the hunters themselves can you tell us a little bit about that sure can that's uh probably the toughest part of my job and my board of directors we certainly set the direction for the West Virginia bow hunters. We do a lot of fun things like our archery competition and fun shoots throughout the year and our seminars. But uh, the hardest part is the behind the scenes, the things that goes on in the wildlife politics, if you will. We attend all the game commission meetings. The game commission is a group of seven people set up to set season dates and limits. And what's good about the game commission is that they take input from sportsmen's groups like ours, individuals, uh, landowners, everybody has a stake in wildlife. So they listen to the DNR and listen to the wildlife section. 
So they get input from a lot of different areas, and then they make decisions. Um, so that's the way the system's supposed to work. Uh, there's also the big elephant in the room, which seems to be the yeah. West Virginia legislature. Sometimes they do good things, but uh, <laughs> they certainly have a big thumb they can put on the scale, and make and make a, bad decisions, if you will, or introduce legislation based on four or five constituents that came into some senator's office, and then they introduce a bill. And it's maybe terrible for wildlife, maybe terrible yeah. for the hunters in general. And uh, and those are the kind of things we go to the interim committee meetings. We go to, to uh, full floor votes. We actually get involved with a lot of these things. And a majority of the time, a bad bill like that, we can kill it. But examples are ATVs, UTVs uh, on wildlife management areas. Wildlife management areas were paid for by sportsman's dollars. It's set up 30-some years ago when they come up with the program to, to allow the interest to be spent to buy land for wildlife. And when you have ATVs and UTVs yeah. going into wildlife management areas, tearing up places and erosion problems, where's the money to fix these problems? Plus, we're trying to make a tranquil area for wildlife to live year-round. Yeah, we hunt them pretty good in the fall, perhaps, but they got a nice place you know, year-round that they can mostly be undisturbed other than foot traffic. And when you introduce ATVs and UTVs, uh, it changes everything, and they don't belong in those wildlife areas. So we fight, we fight against those kind of things. So that's that's the kind of battles we do. Yeah, um, you know, wildlife policy is is really people policy. Yep. No, I I agree with you. Go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. No, that that's a hard battle because you, you see it all the time. People people have no respect for it. I I see it in the groups on Facebook. People's trying to say. Man, you need to keep out of here with your four wheelers. They're saying, you quit driving your four wheelers to bait in public lands, and, and and people argue, well, I should be allowed to. It's public, I have the right. But you know, it's it hurts everybody in the in the field of you know hunting. It, it's it's not a good deal. Yeah, with the with the Hatfield McCoy Trail System, we do have an outlet for for people like that, and if. Uh, if they want to get together and make a half McCoy trail system in the Morgantown area and then go do that, uh, the wildlife management areas were set aside for wildlife. They were already here, here first. They were there bought with sportsman's yeah. dollars and yeah. you really can't come in after the fact and claim it as yours. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, that's good. It's a good point. So, um, you did, uh, we talked there at the West Virginia, um, Ron, fall rendezvous that you had for the bow hunters association we was we, we got into talking hunting a little bit we got uh west virginia archery season coming up this weekend opening day is saturday are you gonna be out in the woods well actually uh i will be some certainly it is the uh always a saturday first closest to the october 1st is when the season uh, or or within a week and that's why it is coming a little bit earlier this year so it is nice the weather's been really warm although it is supposed to cool off some so uh, i'm like many people we've got our cameras out there we're starting to see a few good deer the big giants aren't showing up yet but uh but yeah i'll certainly be out there along with the <laughs> thousands of other bow hunters in west virginia uh, this is what we live for we we hunt all year yeah. we practice and uh think about this day and, and the days here yeah that's that's definitely true i tell you when the temperatures start dropping like that, them deer, they seem to start moving a lot more. And it's it's becoming about that time. The temperatures, I, the past couple of days here has been kind of hot, though. I mean, it was like 88, 89 degrees yesterday. I come out of work and went and got my truck, and I was like, good Lord, I feel like I'm at the beach. 
Yeah, definitely a lot of truth to that. It's uh, uh, been really warm. I think it makes people hunt a lot in the early mornings and in the evenings, middle of the day, not so much. So it does allow you to go mow your grass or do a few things in the middle of the day. But hey, we're starting down that. It is our time of year, and it's uh, it's finally here, and it is something we've been looking forward to for, for a long time. Yeah, and, you know, I've talked to a bunch of people that uh, some older guys actually that tell me that they don't get up and hunt uh, and in the, in the woods before daylight anymore and get in their stand there. They're in there at 11, 12 o'clock in the middle of the day, and that's when they're killing their biggest bugs. <laughs> yeah. Well, certainly during the rut, there's some truth to that. Certainly during the rut in November, but I think October, uh, early early season like this, you just got to hunt food patterns. I have been in the woods quite a bit. Uh, the acorns in our area, I'm here in Roan County, actually are hitting pretty heavy. So the white oak's pretty good, and the red oaks are pretty uh, even more so there is going to be a decent amount of food in the woods so that may make deer a little less visible for those hunting around fields and things i know for those that set over corn piles they won't be as effective i mean i know deer like corn but they sure like acorns better so there'll be a a little break uh a break right there yeah, of uh, sure. uh, action if you're sitting on a corn pile up boost like they think yeah so there there's a good mass in your area so they they're not going to have to move very far so you're right they're they're not going to be as visible yeah, so early season might be a little tough. You know, October might be uh, sometimes middle of October. They call it the October law. It is kind of a calm before the storm, which we all live for the first couple of weeks of November. But but uh, but there's there will be, that's one thing I will say about social media, there will be some big deer start hitting the ground on Saturday, and everybody will know. You know what, with Facebook and Instagram and oh, yeah. social media, they'll you'll, you'll start to see some big deer the ground, <laughs> so, which keeps you enthused. Honestly, it's a good thing. It keeps you uh, enthused that they're out there and, uh, and it keeps you inspired to keep going hunting. So, so seeing other people's success makes you want to have success as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Now you all have West, uh, have a Facebook page there on, uh, for the West Virginia Bowhunter Association too, right? Yep. Sure do. In fact, I made a post today about the, uh, we do a partnership with the West Virginia DNR and the wildlife section It's called the Bowhunter Survey. And, uh, we help sponsor that and, it's always been a paper form. It's a legal piece of paper. And it asks, you know, if you're bow hunting and you put down what county you, where you're hunting and um, would you hunt in private land or public land? Did you hunt three hours in the morning, four hours in the afternoon? So, and then ask what you saw, you know, so maybe not just deer. Did you see any possum? Did you see any turkeys, uh, foxes or coyotes? So it asks a lot of questions and they compile this data and it helps the wildlife session greatly because you got all these observers out in the woods, you know, most of them in a tree stand being quiet. And uh, seeing, seeing a lot of things. How many deer did you see? How many dogs did you see chasing the deer, perhaps? So these this questionnaire used yeah. to be a paper when you had to mail it in. But for this, for this, finally, uh, it's yeah. now online. So the DNR has a great thing. You can do it online. You can set up an app on your phone and enter this data while you're actually in the tree stand. So it's, it's a really good thing. I think we'll get better response now. And it gives, you know, knowledge is power. And, and giving the DNR this data, they make a lot of decisions based on the, you know, general in general uh, trends of what wildlife's being seen. So it is a it's a it's a good tool for them. That's why we help sponsor it, and uh, it's been a good partnership. We've done this for many years, the DNR, and we're going to the next level it now having this thing um, being uh, online. So be, you can just download the the form and fill it out as you go as you hunt. Man, that's pretty good. That's like a census for the wildlife. <laughs> so so you know what's out there, what you're seeing, and all that good stuff. Yeah, and I, I think it helps them, too, if there's a problem in an area. You know, if you're starting to see a lot of coyotes, if you're seeing a whole bunch in, in Clay County, then that's something they need to know. You know, people are seeing a lot of bears or a lot of 
uh, of different types of wildlife. So it's important. It's a good survey. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's awesome. I I remember the paper one back in the day, but I thought it kind of phased itself out. I didn't know it, and then know it come back online. Yeah, it wasn't readily available. You had to call and ask for it. Or if you filled out a survey, they would automatically mail you one the next year. But if you missed a year, you didn't get one. So it's this is going to really make it more accessible. And it's a little bit overdue, but you know I give them credit; they, they're busy and that they, they are jumping on this technology. And it's it's going to be a good thing. I think the survey will probably have more responses this year than they've probably ever had, at least potentially. Yeah, that's good. Well, we're going to take a break real quick, and we'll be right back with Rusty Reed with the West Virginia Bow Hunters Association. This segment of On the Limb with Nature's Voice Game Calls is brought to you by AMG Network Hosting, LLC, a national independent agent for most major telecommunication service providers. If your business is in need of internet, phones, credit card processing, let AMG Hosting help you compare options. They work with over 100 national carriers and they can help you choose the best option for your needs. Our independence means we are loyal to our customers, not a brand or a company. Call us today at 304-608-3653 or visit us at amgnhconsulting.com. AMGNHConsulting.com. Phone number again is 304 608 3653. AMG Network Hosting LLC. All right, guys, we're back here on the limb with Nature's Voice Game Calls. We have Rusty Reed, president of the West Virginia Bow Hunters Association. Uh, we just talking, man, we were talking about all kinds of stuff during the break. We've got some uh, really good stuff coming up, but uh, we want to do our scripture of the day now, and I think Dan has that ready to go. I do, I do. Uh, today, I'd like to do the scripture on Psalms 82, 3 through 4, and it says, Defend the weak and the fatherless. Uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. You know that's it, that's something that's something we can do as people. We we can help those in need. We can show them the way. You know that's that's a that's pretty deep meanings to that. You know, in in all aspects. You know, he was as a retired police officer here. You know, he he he's he's lived that. He's helped those in need. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh Rusty, we we can go into talking a little bit about uh your time with uh West Virginia State Police and how you assisted uh the West Virginia Natural Resource Police in their forensic analysis with uh weapons and things like that. Oh, absolutely. That was um yeah, I retired in 2012, but I was a uh forensic scientist for state police. I retired a lieutenant, but I was a a forensic firearm examiner, so I was a firearms expert in a lot of different aspects. Of course, I did a lot of homicides and other type shootings, but we also helped the natural resource police. And one thing you can do as a forensic firearm examiner is match bullets and cartridge cases back to suspected firearms to say they were fired from, bullets fired from a certain barrel or cartridge cases fired in a certain action. And uh, often they would find a, a deer had been posted in a shell casing laying by the road, develop a suspect and bring a firearm in and we could forensically match back that fired cartridge case laying beside the road back to the suspect's rifle. And of course that puts him at the, at the scene with one of his cartridge cases being fired there. Yeah. So, so I often worked with the DNR in those kind of cases. Uh, we had some forensic chemistry we'd actually do. We'd get a deer hide that's supposedly shot with a bow, especially in the four archery in the counties. And, uh, and you could test around that 
hole where the air supposed to went in and you could find lead we'd find lead going in the in the, through the hide so we'd forensically develop uh lead as a as a pass through the meat and through the uh, uh hide itself so that was actually a uh pretty good evidence that the the deer was actually shot with a gun instead of a, an arrow shoved in the hole so so we did a lot of different types of cases with the dnr we worked closely with them and uh I'm, even when i was in the profession i was always amazed at uh, how fast forensic technology just keeps advancing. There are so many great people out there developing uh, techniques uh, within the field. We work with our peers, and, and it's just moving forward. I mean, there's a, it's amazing what can be done forensically today. Yeah, right. man, that's that's some awesome stuff right there. I always loved watching different things like that, and, and I think it's interesting. You know, a lot of people don't think about, you know, your service as a state trooper behind the scenes like that in the lab, doing the forensics and the analysis on those things. I mean, that's that's a service to us as hunters, you know, and uh, and the public as well, just as long as you, I mean, it's just like you being out there on the beat in, uh, on the interstate or wherever you, wherever you call it. I mean, um, so we thank you, Rusty, for your service with the West Virginia state police. Yeah. Appreciate it. Well, I, per- I appreciate that. Uh, well, uh, you're welcome. The, uh, the forensic lab now has took a turn. I mean, when I started back in the eighties, it was all troopers and now it's all civilians in our forensic laboratory. And, and that's fine. It's went a little different direction. Uh, people that can really just focus on forensics and not have the other side where they have to do the law enforcement side. Uh, it does, uh, lets them focus on what they're doing on a daily basis. I was kind of pulled a lot of different directions uh, in my career. So, uh, but honestly yeah. it was, I wouldn't trade the career for anything. And, uh, uh, my, my best friends are, are, are troopers that I knew back in the day, but the other set, honestly, is through the Western Bow Hunter Association. The bow hunters I know are some of the best people around. They truly are my, my friends. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, one of the other things that, uh, we wanted to do, uh, we're probably going to about wrap things up here in a little bit. So, uh, one of the things that we do on, on every podcast is we do a salute to service and today our salute to service is going to be in honor of uh, major Brian Lundell currently serving in the United States army. He has served 23 years and, uh, he is currently still active. Um, he's done many tours around the world. So Brian Lundell. Thank you for your service to our great country. Yes, thank you, sir. All right, Rusty. Well, uh, we thank you for being on this evening, and uh, I think we've picked your brain enough there on the West Virginia Bow Hunter Association, archery season, West Virginia State Police, about everything. So, <laughs> we uh, we really appreciate you coming on. And uh, anything that you would like to say before we go, any uh, websites that you'd like to put out there, feel free to do so. Well, certainly the West Virginia bowhunters.org is a, a great resource and a, the record books on there. That's one thing you might think about the West Virginia record book of uh, typical deer, non-typical deer, bears. Those things are on that website. The archery kills are and uh, how to contact us. Uh, events are on there. Press releases are on there. So there's a lot of little things you can look at the website. You can dive into it. Um, and uh, lastly, I will say with the bow season coming up, there's always you'll hear of people following and things like that. i I was bad in the early days of just tying a rope around my waist and around the tree or not even using any type of safety device. But I will say this, uh, there's a thing called a lifeline now, and I'm going to tell people to use them. It's you're attached yeah. to the tree from the time you leave the ground yeah. and you get 
back down again. Uh, I can't say enough about safety. But you're out here to have fun. You're trying to do something to relax and enjoy nature. And I'm telling you, life-changing injuries do happen every year in West Virginia and certainly many across the country yep. uh, due to tree stand accidents and, and yep. firearm accidents and or bow accidents. And just safety, safety, safety. Yep. And uh, I'm not sure like do. preaching it, but I am because it's important. It Just take the time to take that extra step for safety, and then, then you'll have a good season. Yes, definitely. Yeah, we definitely want all the hunters coming back to their wives and their kids after enjoying that sport, you know. So, Rusty, well, we thank you and we appreciate you coming on. Maybe we can have you on again next year and we'll talk more about the West Virginia Bow Hunter Association. Absolutely. Yep, Thanks thank for you. Me. I appreciate it. Yep. Thank you, sir. You all have a good evening, everybody. Thank you for listening to On the Limb with Nature's Voice Game Calls. Be sure to check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and everywhere that you get your podcasts. We're on about 15 different networks, so go on there. And this episode will be airing in a couple of days. Tomorrow, we have part two of Lainey Smith. From uh, She was actually at the West Virginia Bowhunter Association and won uh, first place, I believe in the women's division there. So she done really good there. So we'll have part two coming up tomorrow of her segment that we had and, uh, everybody have a good evening. Thanks for listening. This episode of on the limb with nature's voice game calls is brought to you by top down construction, a local construction company located in hurricane, West Virginia, a veteran owned and operated construction company ready to tackle any project with over 25 years of experience in the industry. They offer a wealth of knowledge from design to completion. Contact them today at 304-415-2203 and let them make your dream a reality. You can also check them out on their Facebook page or call them today at 304-415-2203.